Welcome to Teching Ball, where two dudes spew their views on the news. I'm Buck. I'm Abhas. And let's get started. So right. first of us, uh, I've got kind of you know, a sad and shameful thing to admit. <laughs> Which is? I, for the first time in my life, actually, mm-hmm. I made a mistake on last week's podcast. Which was? It was uh, on the Tesla story. I just did a poor job researching it. I kind of took the articles I was reading at face value. These uh-huh. Teslas are not really self-driving. They, okay, so basic, they have cruise control with lane assist. Um, sounds pretty self-driving to me, unless you explain it in more detail. <laughs> I, it means you can take your hands off the steering wheel and pedals on the freeway, and it'll stay in the lane and maintain speed. Okay, so it it, will, but it will not auto-drive. Okay, I see what you mean. It won't okay. change lanes. It won't get, take you off an exit or anything. It's, okay, so it's, we are there 20%, 30% of the way. I see. Yeah. Okay. Although it will... So the other thing I'd said was it would park itself and, and pull itself out of the parking spot. Uh-huh. It will do that. In the driveway of your huge mansion, basically. Yeah, I could. I was sort of thinking that if it was like a parallel parking, that's a pretty impressive feat, you know, just parking and parking itself. No, it'll it'll go a couple miles an hour out of your garage and you know down, you know, your huge driveway to your front door, basically. So I am guessing <laughs> Elon Musk didn't like contact and tell you all this. Where did you find this out? I found this out from a coworker of ours who I believe would like to remain anonymous, Zviki Cohen. Yes, uh, I, yeah, I think I've heard that name. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he, yeah. he was very angry with me after he listened to the podcast, and he, he told me off, so I'm going to try to keep it straighter with our stories from now on and yeah, make sure I, I do the proper due diligence. Even yes, I would suggest doing more background investigation and research. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we should apologize to our listeners for misleading them and getting them all excited, yeah. especially me. But <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I think we can live with that for now, since I was not planning to buy it this year anyway, so it's okay. Uh, okay, okay. After that um, apology and shaming uh, section, let's move on to our first story for today. Sure thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, happy Arduino Day, Abbas. Um, what is that supposed to be? You don't know what Arduino Day is. Of course not. Arduino turns 10 years old today. Or, oh, it was released today, I see. Okay. Or perhaps yesterday. Um, <laughs> I tried to do my due diligence on this one. It seems to be yesterday, but I'd prefer it to be today. That's and fine. an old, a couple weeks old blog post from Arduino was saying uh, today. So I'm, I'm going with today. I mean, I'm sure in some time zone it is today, so it's okay. We, yeah. we can go with that. that. That may be the issue, actually. It's a time zone thing. But I yeah, see. so Arduino is 10 years old this weekend, let's say. And I guess you want to pay tribute to it since you used it extensively in our toilet bot? Yeah, it's, you know, I've been using this. We both took a class together, which one of us was able to finish, so that was amazing. Uh, that is great. And... I just wanted to motivate you to take that class because I knew the first step is the hardest step, and I wanted you to take that step, and after that, my job was done, so there was no point wasting my time and resources on something. Uh, I was actually got bored of pretty quickly, honestly. I know, a freshman-level computer science course <laughs> that takes a couple hours to get through. That's really more than I should have expected you to do That's to learn a new and valuable I mean, hobby and skill. It was so much on my brain, I couldn't do that anymore. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so, no, happy no, Arduino. Arduino's really cool, and I, I recommend all our listeners should try it out. Mm-hmm. You can actually, you can head down to the Radio Shack and buy one right now. 
<laughs> before it goes out of business. Yeah. I went today to the Radio Shack. They're still very much in business. They sell a lot of cell phones. They're you know, being absorbed by Sprint and they're going through bankruptcy, but they're still there. What did you buy? I bought a kit uh, to learn some more electronics. Wow. Soon looks yeah. like you'll be opening your own hardware startup pretty soon. That's good. Uh, perhaps. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the Kickstarter campaign to which I'll donate exactly zero dollars, but that's good. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't need your stinking money, boss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, is that the first story? That's it. That's such breaking news for the first. It's just happy that's... Arduino day. That's just, you know, you know, you know, we're having a sad time, and now we're having a happy time. And you know, you know, Radio Shack is still open. It's good news. They are in part of their bankruptcy, selling customer privacy records or selling customer records in violation of privacy. But you know, that, that's okay. You know, that's what's happening this week. All right. Arduino, pick it up at Radio Shack. Don't give them your personal information when they ask for it at checkout. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, speaking of that, I guess my first story of the week is going to be about Facebook. Well, mm-hmm. I have a couple of small pieces of news about Facebook. The first one is that Facebook was talking about, you know, Facebook acquired Oculus New Year uh, last year, sorry. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were curious that why was Facebook trying to acquire Oculus, which, you know, pretty much seemed like more of a gaming thing. And we know Facebook has brilliant games like Zynga Poker, but it was not exactly Oculus material, right? Mm-hmm. Turns out Facebook announced that, you know, it basically wants a more immersive social network with the examples started out being like, you know, I could be having my birthday party and you could be wearing your Oculus headset and be participating in the birthday party happening in my house. So, you know, those sort of immersive experience because Facebook essentially feels that human beings are at the very core narcissists, which I agree with. And so they love to, you know, be seen and seeing what others are doing. So this is the future of Oculus, basically, you know, us basically even pretending to stop going or caring to other people's events and just wearing our Oculus headset and just pretending that we are there. So, yeah, this uh, I went to your birthday party, mm-hmm. and it really could have saved me a lot of social capital if I didn't have to be seen there. So well, it did... this would have been an amazing device for me. <laughs> I know. There are so many people who could not make it. I mean, I mean, if they all had an Oculus headset, they would have been able to see me humiliate yeah. you in sumo. But it's okay. <laughs> we still have the video, which is going to be... Raymond is going to release the director's cut pretty soon. So, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be available on DVD pretty soon. Oh, could not make it to your party. That's in air quotes, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, like oh i'm i'm so sorry i can't make it to your party a boss i i really wish i could be there no that's not what they said they were just <laughs> devastated that they could not make it and they cried for about 10 minutes and then i had to console them and you know i'm like it's okay it's gonna be there again next year you guys can come next year that's sort of what happened okay. you're gonna have the same party again next year I haven't really thought about it. I tend to think about these things like two weeks in advance, as you probably noticed with my haphazard planning at the last minute. So yeah, yeah, it's, it was it's a long very disappointing <laughs> as we were actually planning something important, and and you just keep putting off reserving <laughs> things that won't be there if you put it off. Well, we got everything done, so okay. all well that ends well. Anyway, and the second piece of news that about Facebook was that uh, in UK, Facebook is launching these drones. Mm-hmm. which will basically use laser beams to provide internet to remote areas. And these drones are actually pretty special. They have the, you know, the wingspan of a commercial airliner. That's how big they are. Oh, wow. Even though they weigh obviously much lesser because there is not much of a payload. But yeah, these drones are going to be flying over the UK. And this is part of Facebook's internet.org initiative, which is basically to, well, on the surface of it, build a more connected world, but basically get more people on Facebook. So, yeah. Okay. So and this is how being... Many... Pa- Hmm? How many spy cams does each of these things carry? 
They did not specify that, but they just said there will okay. be laser beams sending internet to your computer. But uh, mm-hmm. if it has a commercial, you know, wingspan of a commercial airliner, I guess you could fit quite a few, you know, number of spy cams if you wanted to. Well, I'm but sure yeah. Facebook will be happy just beaming lasers into everyone's house. Yeah, pretty much. As long as they're somehow intruding more into our lives, it's a it's a good thing. As I said, ostensibly they're connecting the whole world with internet, and Mm -hmm. uh, obviously getting uh, all of us to use Facebook and be connected on it. So, Mm -hmm. seems like a noble initiative. I love Facebook. I use it a lot, so I don't mind. Okay, okay. And and sometimes on my India trips, I wish connectivity was better. So these drones, if and when they're released over India, would be pretty good. And Mm -hmm. I guess this is a direct competitor to the Google balloon or loon project. which I believe was in New Zealand. Don't know how that's going, but yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I think the drone is actually a much better idea than the Google balloon because a lot of people in third world countries are just so used to having drones fly overhead anyway. Yeah, they won't so be... There'll be a lot less resistance. But they might be trying to shoot it down with some you know, anti-air missile or something to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in so... which case, the balloon is the better choice because it just bounces off. Correct. Yeah, that is. Uh, I think Google took this, you know, thought about this more than Facebook, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but anyway, I look forward to seeing these devices soon and having internet wherever I go. But yeah, this is only an UK only experiment. So let's see how that goes. But yeah, Facebook is taking a lot of steps in this regard. I'm right. surprised you missed the uh, the other big Facebook news of the week, which is which is Facebook is making plans to directly host news sites. So instead of going to like NewYorkTimes.com and BuzzFeed and National Geographic and sites like this, mm-hmm. the content will just be posted directly onto Facebook and be Facebook controlled. Uh, okay, I'll come to the last part about the Facebook control, but how is that okay. any different from them having the pages, you know, like New York Times is a page, I like that page, so I see content which New York Times is posting on my Facebook feed anyway, so how will this be any, di- like, you know, what is the difference now? Like, the article won't be on NewYorkTimes.com or whatever their website is. I mean, well, honestly, you won't that... like click on it to read the whole article and be redirected and shown a paywall but... and pop-ups and things. It'll all be native on Facebook and be monetized through na- Facebook's native advertising instead of these, you know, shitty uh, news site advertising. So Facebook will basically share uh, the advertising revenue with these sites. Uh, it's unclear exactly what the benefits will be to these sites, but yeah, it seems to be that like these these sites are very bad at monetizing their content. Correct. So I'm, yeah, I'm guessing they figured that people don't go on their sites anywhere. People, there might be a higher chance people will read their content if they don't have to leave Facebook.com. Not a bad idea. Yeah. You know? It's a pretty smart idea, actually. And Facebook is a primary discovery mechanism now. So it, yeah, it makes oh, that a lot is of sense true. that these yeah. people would be getting in. And it seems, even BuzzFeed seems to be part of the plans for this. Wow. Yeah, I, so, yeah, I think that's, that's a crazy. very smart move by Facebook, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and what, what do you mean? Probably by New York Times, because I, I will often just not read New York Times articles because they're you know, putting, you know, all these news sites are putting up crazy, you know, uh, Honestly, New York Times, I haven't really seen. New York Times, I haven't really seen. New York has a monthly limit, don't they? I, well, maybe I don't read that many New York Times articles, honestly, but I have never noticed that. And, well, and this is a good time to plug my favorite newspaper, which is The Guardian, and they don't have any such limits, and I think that's a great website, but probably Guardian might also be part of this plan by Facebook. Who knows? Yeah. So, what I was reading was that a lot of these sites are very bad on mobile, too, which is a lot of the, you know, the way the future is going now is to mobile, and Facebook has good mobile advertising, and Facebook has good mobile discovery for them, so just going right onto Facebook seems to be a possible win. Guardian, you will be happy. I mean, 
uh, I don't know how many people know this, but Guardian actually has a pretty nice mobile app, and you know, which is written actually fairly modern technology, like using Scala, Redis, and these sort of things. So they're actually very good about it. Yeah, I, I have never used the New York Times mobile app. I'm sure they have one, but I've never used that. Uh, but yeah, Perhaps I think this... Hmm? Perhaps we Sorry. won't be seeing The Guardian on Facebook anytime soon then. Maybe not, because yeah, they have a pretty sophisticated app. Their experience is pretty good. But then again, I feel like this is a very good move by other publications. And if Guardian, you know, if they want to also increase their readership, I think this is actually a good move for them. But it also depends on how much advertising revenue Facebook is asking. And from what you said, it would seem like Facebook holds the leverage in this case. So, you know, yeah, who knows how much uh, revenue cut these guys will get. So, yeah, let's see. Mm -hmm. I actually don't mind that, yeah. I would like to stay on Facebook while reading these articles. Okay. All right. Um, well, let's see. What did I... Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about schools and gaming. Okay. So, actually, I have two very contrasting stories. One, I was reading about some schools in Northern Ireland. They are going to make Minecraft a compulsory part of their curriculum which I think is a great move. <laughs> I've only played a little bit of Minecraft, but I, I can see the educational potential in that game. And, you know, I do think that it encourages, you know, exploring creativity and you can learn a lot of like really basic stuff using it. So I think actually that's a pretty good move. I, I believe you must have played a lot more Minecraft than I have, I feel, right? I've actually never played Minecraft. Never? Um, most Well, when it first came out, it was PC only. And oh. I, you know, since basically... Ending my high school days, I'm unwilling Console. to put in the effort to keep a PC gaming rig you know, ah, up to spec and running. So it, it's all console for me. It has since come out on console, but I'm I'm just too busy to play you know, these these kind of pointless games where you're just building and having fun for a long yeah. time. I don't have this time to <laughs> to build things like this. I, I want to play through a plot and be done with it. Yeah, so this is why I think they're doing this for high school students and not for a mature gaming audience like you. Yes, yes. A so, sophisticated man such as myself who really correct. appreciates plot. Me too. I mean, has, I just like... no time for simple play. Exactly. I also like games like Street Fighter, etc., where, you know, you just have to fight somebody, kick their head off, and you're done with it. You know, who's going to build stuff and do things like that? Or something like Gears of War, basically shoot people's heads off. So, yeah, that's what I appreciate oh. also. I but I think this is overall... <laughs> but I think like it's a good move. such a time suck in grad school. Like I, I don't have it anymore. <laughs> yeah, you gave it all to me, but um... <laughs> <laughs> and you don't play it either. You say you you have this is what you prefer, but you don't touch it. Well, I did have an orgy of gaming during Christmas and New Year's when I had a bunch of friends over, but since then I actually have gotten busy doing more useful stuff. So I have decided to keep off myself off gaming for a while. What's but more useful than having a bunch of friends over for an orgy? Exactly. So I'm going <laughs> to probably do that sometime soon again. So I guess I'll resume my gaming activities then. But yeah, okay. till then, no. And well, the other thing which I was going to mention about high schools and gaming was, on the other hand, there is a bunch of high schools, um, again, I think in England, which have written letters to the parents warning them of the effects if you know their children, who are mostly below 18, play games like Call of Duty, you know... Uh, Grand Theft Auto, which supposedly have 18 plus content, but apparently what these games subversively do is that they'll release a 15 plus version, and those 15 plus versions, you know, has most of the gameplay, but there'll be some tempting plot holes, etc., which has 18 plus content, but it's presented in such a way that the young people get sucked into that franchise, and then they try to play the 18 plus game or try to access that content, according to these schools, it is basically damaging those young people's minds, so... Mm -hmm. Um, I can actually attest to this being correct because I've played these games online 
with okay. you know, kids, little boys, 13 and under. <laughs> and you wouldn't believe how racist and homophobic these games make those boys. I mean, I'm always like, reminded of that oatmeal comic that I sent to you, where <laughs> this guy, normal guy who had a wife or a girlfriend has a life, is trying to play against these teenage boys. I mean, I think that's the best illustration which could ever put this, you know, you can, you can never put that in words. So, mm-hmm. I totally get your point. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Most of these people, while playing games, um, tend to get extremely, like, you know, um, insular and, yeah, their behaviors. These games do not really encourage a lot of, uh, how do I put it, social bonding or very... Um, evolved behavior, I should say. But yeah, so I guess these teenagers would be better off not playing such games. So, but anyway, the schools are writing to their parents. Though honestly, I feel it's this is not going to be much anything more than symbolic. I I don't really see what you can do to prevent this from happening. Mm-hmm. It would be good, but yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's move on to our next story. All right. So uh, this story may be made moot by your earlier story about the Facebook drones. But uh, there's a guy recently purchased his first home in mm-hmm. Kitsap County, Washington. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, it's in kind of a rural area. So before buying the home, you know, he was checking out to make sure, do I have internet access? He needs internet. You know, of course, you need internet access, but also he's planning to work from home. So he needs actually you know, pr- pretty strong access okay. in order to be able to you know, actually do his work. So he calls Comcast on two occasions before purchasing the house to make sure, hey, do you serve this house? They say, they're great customer service. These amazing, dedicated people who really know what they're talking about tell him, of course, we serve your house. Not a problem. He buys the house, calls them up. They say, we don't serve your house. <laughs> and, uh, basically, they, they don't quite come out and say it. They they have over over about a month and a half, they basically send about half a dozen technicians over without informing them of, you know, the previous ones who came up and what their issues were. And they come over and say, oh, we can't do this. And eventually tell them, like, oh, in order to serve you, we would have to lay some new cable. It costs $20 a foot, and it's 2,500 feet away. So a total will be, like, $60,000. And then they, um, ref- that they is eventually extremely refuse reasonable. to do this. They, they refuse to even uh, do this if he pays eventually because they decide it's just not worth the effort of doing this for you. Where is this location again, sorry? Where is this is in, Was- in Washington, in uh, Kitsap County. Uh, you know, I doubt that's very helpful to you. I guess, they, I'm, no, I, I just asked because I was just wondering if you know, Google Fiber is anywhere near that yet. I guess not, but hope that, I'm sure that guy is praying that either Facebook launches those drones or Google launches a balloon or Google Fiber comes there. Yeah, so if you check on his... <laughs> his blog basically he tried a lot of different options and there there was just something wrong with each of them it seems there there used to be some other you know, wireless access points that could beam to his area but there uh there some buildings were erected that blocked access <laughs> he was uh this he sounds like a terrible DSL. ordeal i he hope he moves out of that company. area i hope he moves out company he said can i get dsl and they say oh uh, we're just not accepting new customers in your area right now. Uh, apparently, uh, there's issues with dish networks and VPNs, so you know satellite might or might not work. Uh, so yeah, he's he's kind of screwed, and actually saying he's likely going to have to sell his house because he just can't get internet access, which is kind of a crazy thing. And I'm guessing the house is not going to sell for much if there is no internet access. <laughs> uh, well. People have been living there, I guess. So it's. It's not that big a deal for some people, but 
Yeah, in 2015. Uh, not meaning to sound ageist or whatever. This sounds like a great location for elderly people's home and nothing else right now. I don't know who else <laughs> is going to buy stuff there. But, Could be a know. vacation home. A lot of people do like to kind of get offline. And mm, that's a good point. But Kitsap County, what else? <laughs> I have no idea where this place is or where the other attractions nearby. But that does not sound like a very idyllic vacation, you know, vacation location. I'm sure it's a lovely place. Washington's a great state. Why don't you take a tour sometime? <laughs> Since it's not too far from us. <laughs> yeah, just a quick drive. Maybe you know, stop through some you know, fine. Oregonian and Washington dispensaries. This could um, be a nice trip. <laughs> yeah, I remember you mentioning in the office last week that we should go to Oregon if certain things fell into place. So, yeah, we should yeah. make this road trip sometime. This could Why be a not? good time. I, I need to relive my college years, really. Uh, I have never experienced what you did during your college years, so this will be a formative experience for me. I hope it does not affect stuff adversely, but I'd be willing to go with it. Have you changed topics to dating now? Did I? Hey, you said you've <laughs> never experienced the things I experienced in college. No, I think I did experience that, unfortunately. I was okay. referring to something else. I was still referring right. to the original context you were on, but it's oh, okay. I can't imagine what you're talking about. I will forgive you for your ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I, I actually don't have... I had a couple more stories, but none of them seemed too interesting, so I'll let you go with the next one, what you have on your list. Okay. The next one is super exciting for mm-hmm. all Americans, really. I'm hoping you can get excited, too. Let's but see. Ted Cruz announced his candidacy on Monday for president. Um, yeah, I was very excited because then I was like, we are going to get some really good sound bites throughout the you know election cycle. And all comedians, I'm sure, are really excited because Ted Cruz did that. I mean, I already saw a bunch of articles on you know John Stewart, The Onion, and whatnot. But yeah, I'm pretty well, excited. This- to get more excited, I'm going to try an experiment here and have you do something live on the show. Go to tedcruz.com. Okay. I'm there. You're not there. Well, I was not there, yeah. And, okay. I, and I had a typo in the thing. <laughs> tedcruz.com. You can spell this T-E-D-C-R-U-Z.com. Is this... Uh, did some hacker <laughs> take this down <laughs> or something? So, so what are you saying, Abbas? Why don't you I see a huge banner which says, Support President Obama, Immigration Reform Now, which is diametrically opposite to the position Ted Cruz has on this. <laughs> yeah, it turns out Ted Cruz is actually a fairly common name. And uh, <laughs> the guy who already owned TedCruz.com, this was not registered as an attack on him or hacked or anything, but the guy who owns TedCruz.com is a man named Ted Cruz as well, and... He oh. he supports Obama. So. We should make this website as popular as we can. All our listeners yeah. should be going to this website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should all go to tedcruz.com and show our In support. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and share this on Facebook. <laughs> I'm really surprised you haven't seen this. You, uh, I just you tend to have a face- much more heavy liberal politics thing in your Facebook than I do. I just clicked on... Uh, my Facebook, the Facebook shared on my website, and I'm, as we speak, mm-hmm. I'm typing out a link and sharing it. <laughs> yeah, we can all hear as you type like a fucking man on bongos. Um, I'm glad this is an R-rated podcast. <laughs> this is not an R-rated <laughs> podcast. It is marked explicit. <laughs> oh, well, you deceive me. Yeah, we can, you can drop the occasional f-bomb even without being explicit, but I figured Apparently, with our editing standards. Doug informed me last week that I said that I should not be swearing on this podcast, and then I said shit. I did not realize shit was a swear word. 
Is, but, is this a um, true story that you did not realize st- it is a swear word? No, this is a very true okay. story. Doug and we were discussing this at the picnic. You know, uh, your mother is 100% right about you. Which is? You are and allowed. My mother, I'm allowed. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I never realized shit was such a bad word, honestly. But uh, what can I say? <laughs> it's a really um, shitty word to use. You should not. Well, since you discuss, you know, presidents and who's going to be standing for president... It seems like former HP CEO, and I'll let you guess her name. She was a female who was, I think, one of the first HP female CEO or something. Carly Fiorina or Fiona? I actually forget her last name, honestly. I, she has announced Carly, that she's... going to just rate... <laughs> Sorry? Sorry? Uh, keep going, keep going. <laughs> no, anyway, she, so she has been hinting strongly that she's going to be the Republican... Uh, token woman candidate who's going to be standing in this elections and she's so already started this thing of you to say um republican party by definition is sexist <laughs> so any <laughs> reference to them any reference why, to them why, sort why do you of... say she'll be the token woman why why isn't she a real candidate oh um you'll see as soon as your republican base starts voting but anyway um so she has already decided to take the position uh, of bashing Hillary Clinton since, you know, obviously she's the woman candidate and she knows, you know, what women in this country want and Hillary Clinton obviously is not the... Well, honestly, I don't support Hillary Clinton all that much also. I would have rather preferred if Elizabeth Warren was running, but, uh, yeah, Carly Fiorina is already... There's lots of time for this. I don't think Elizabeth Warren is going to run. People just say that at best she might take the vice president's ticket from Hillary Clinton, which I actually hope does not happen. I do not want her to be seen endorsing her candidacy, but let's see. I anyway, say Joe Biden four more years. I would not mind Joe Biden. It would be a lot more fun. <laughs> and I could, you know, there'd be a lot more comedy. I, I could, I would like that. I would like that. Free shoulder massages. Uh, for all women. Awkward lean-ins. Yeah, it's, it's a good thing. <laughs> but yeah. Joe Biden would be great, and, you know, the debates would be awesome if Joe Biden was to win the nomination. So that's what I'm really looking forward to after yeah. last year's debate with Rand... Uh, sorry, with... Uh, what's his name now? Remind me of the last year's Mitt Romney's running mate. I I don't know. I have his face in my head, but I I was going to say Rand Paul, but it's not Rand Paul. Paul Ryan? Paul Ryan, sorry. Is Paul that Ryan. the name? Yeah, that's him. Okay. That's him. Paul Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I got confused. But, mm-hmm. yeah... So it's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to that. But yeah, I'm okay, glad to so know Ted Cruz is running. HP? <laughs> yeah, and well, she actually has stood in elections before. I think she challenged Barbara Boxer for one of the Senate seats in California and um, obviously lost, uh, did not do a great job. And she was advisor to John McCain in 2008, who also lost. So she already has a pretty good track record, and I'm sure she will continue to con- follow the same path. Okay. Yeah. All right, what's next? Uh, well, there's there's been, since uh, Wednesday night, an attack on GitHub, a DDoS attack. Oh, no. Yeah. Why? And the, what happened? Uh, the culprit seems to be China. Is, is the, the country of China seems to be attacking GitHub, uh, which people are assuming based on the targets, which but are... That, uh, oh, <laughs> what are the targets? I was going to say it could just be, you know, computers which are hijacked in China or something. They seem to be doing the attacks, but yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, two two users. One CN dash NY Times, which uh, 
New York I can't Times really tell what edition. it is because yeah, it's like a, yeah, it seems to be some sort of Chinese New York Times thing. It's got a bunch of links and a bunch of Chinese writing, so I can't really tell what it's about. But it seems to be getting news to Chinese people that the government you doesn't really be boning up on your see. Mandarin, sir. But yeah. anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's uh, my Chinese. When it's written, it's just Chinese. <laughs> this is uh, right, some education you. for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, and also uh, another uh, GitHub account, Great Fire, which includes a project that uh, helps get people past the Great Firewall of China. Oh, so yeah, this definitely some, seems like something which the authorities are doing. But yeah. Yeah, and they've yeah they've just been receiving constant DDoS since Wednesday night, so it's been going on for four days now. Wow. And they're they're actually handling it very well. They've got a lot of servers. They've got a big team. You can see their uh, you can actually see them tweeting about it a lot. They're they you know, as the does, does GitHub keep use changing strategy. Does GitHub use anything like Cloudflare by any chance or no? Uh, so I couldn't find any details on what they're actually doing. They're they're basically just saying you know, we're we're handling it. They've and then every now and then you'll see updates. They they've been. Uh, both keeping it on their site, a log, as well as their Twitter account. And uh, they'll, you'll see a hiccup, and then they'll say, it looks like the strategies have changed in some way, we're working on it. And then you know, a couple hours later, the site's back to perfect functionality. <laughs> All right. Well, that actually reminds me, I mean, obviously you go- probably got an email about it too, as did I, that Slack was hacked in February, and the hackers might have gotten access to user details and stuff, which was... Yeah. Uh, sort of, you know, uh, not so great news because all of us like Slack and use it a lot, but at least it seems mm-hmm. like the team's response has been good and uh, they have introduced some, you know, nice new functionality like, for example, admins can kick, you know, any user, all users out of a room and force them to reset passwords. I like the fact that they have not automatically done a password reset for every user and, you mm-hmm. know, they're allowing to do that and they have set up two-factor authentication and things like that, so that's good to see at least because, yeah, Slack seems like a nice company, so... But seems like, yeah, nothing is safe now these days. You know, whichever company gets popular, it's very, very likely it might get hacked and details might be out in the open. Yeah, well, one thing I'm really happy about, though, is mm-hmm. unlike a lot of security breaches with much bigger and you would think better companies, there there's no Wait, give me an example. passwords. Give me an example uh, when you say better. <laughs> because Target, well, you know, Sony, like and all these are not established companies that you would yes. think have, like, like good security are exactly. just storing plain text passwords a lot of the times that get I mean the so-called big companies have a lot of the so-called big companies I think are still have you know a lot of legacy IT yeah. infrastructure and I think are way behind like more nimble startups in terms of best practices yeah. at least in the IT area so yeah Home Depot but, Target all these people who we have seen tar- you know doesn't surprise me at all but yeah, yeah Slack, Slack did store hashed passwords which is exactly exactly it's like which is, the most basic thing, but I, it seems crazy that in this year I would have to congratulate someone for that. But I'm just so happy that my actually there was a I did not release. read the discussion, but apparently there was a discussion going on. I remember forget Hacker News or Reddit whether that hash was secure enough or not. But yeah, you're right. At least they stored you know they stored hash passwords. At least they did the yeah. most basic thing possible. Well, so, yeah, hash is likely see. secure enough that you'll have the time to change it before they can figure out what your password is. Correct. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and as long as... I mean, it was accessed... So this did happen in February, so... Um, oh, yeah, that's we only true, got the, yeah. <laughs> we, on, we only did get the email, like, uh, what, what was the last 
Thursday or something. So yeah. I don't know. So yeah, but but still, it's it's better than what I Target. Suppose it, if it was weak, they could have reverse engineered it and and uh, and found yeah, whatever we haven't weakness seen, you know, hack them anybody a bit complain or anything? Yeah, we have had no malicious users on our Slack, but yeah. Yeah, no one, no one hacked my Slack, and you know, as as a good netizen, I'm using a password manager, and my Slack password is unique to Slack, so I yeah. I don't feel in danger in danger here. Correct, and I've I've also enabled two factor authentication for Slack also now, so yeah, feel better mm-hmm. now. Uh, I'm I kind of. I'm kind of getting sick of two-factor authentication. It depends how it's done. I'm pretty happy if I, I can use Authy, but I really yeah. don't like if it requires a text message because I like to put my phone. So off you'll be happy stuff. to know that Slack can use Authy or Google Authenticator. You just have to open the okay. app and they give you like a code and you can just put that in. So Slack does use. Yeah, that. but then I feel like these aren't as safe because you know the whole point is I I don't have the second factor because I'm using the app on my computer now. <laughs> well, but I just really don't like to get up and grab my phone. I like to put my phone right in the charger when I get home and not deal with it. Number one, I have iMessage, so my messages come on my computer anyway, so I can see them oh, there. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that really so, does that? I think so. Oh, man. This, this is a crazy Orwellian future we live in, where your text um, messages arrive. Right I'm pretty happy computer. with this future at the moment, so... <laughs> I don't know. I, but yeah, I have something uh, similar where if instead of a text, I get the, you know, whatever Google's calling their chat feature now. But, well, like, for the Twitter login, it's I find it very annoying. But I will say, I mean, I do look at the text message on my phone. I'm not, actually, you're right. I'm, maybe I'm not sure if that, you know, the message which comes on my phone for the authentication, does that go to my iMessage or not? I'm actually not sure about that. Maybe not. Yeah, it um, might just be things that are happening through an actual web app or or yeah, probably or maybe you have to have an Apple device messages. on the other end. Yeah, you maybe yeah, need the, to have the an device, Apple device is trying its best to kind of blur the difference between SMS and other things, but there is a difference, and I don't think SMS is coming to your computer. Perhaps it is. It's uh, I mean, it's, it's almost there already. I mean, you know, when I'm sitting in you know an office or in front of my computer, I actually don't look at my phone. I reply to all text messages from my computer now, but. Um, you know, occasionally, I don't know, either people have an Android phone and they are texting me or, I don't know, in some other circumstances, I do not see those messages. That's the only time I have to pick up my phone or reply. Um, I reply directly from my smartwatch, like a boss. Yeah, which is why you don't reply at all. But anyway. I reply. It's. I mean, this is why you don't reply at all, because there is no smartwatches for Apple phones yet. Um, don't worry, you'll be standing in line and getting one on April 9th for me. But anyway. Well, how much are you paying me for this? Uh, standard task rabbit rates, which I have no idea what they are because I've never used one. No, no, I'm a bit more expensive than that. All right, uh, let's negotiate tomorrow. All right. Have you got anything else for us today? Okay, so the this week's Palo Alto goes to tedcruz.com for uh, politics. Get the the Palo Alto for politics, and I mean, you know, this person is obviously a great human being, and I'm totally with him. All right, <laughs> all right, that's for our session. Uh, see you next time. And Buck, would you be so kind as to tell them of our website, Twitter, and Facebook handles? Yeah, check us out on techingpaul.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Search for Teching Paul. 
follow us on Twitter at TechingBall. Check us out, facebook.com slash TechingBall and like our page. And maybe send an email to TechingBall at gmail.com and tell us how wrong we were on something this episode so we can issue another correction. Buck will reply to that promptly. All right, you guys. (laughs) See you next week.